So I decided I wanted to do something just a little bit different for this show. And uh, I have two guests in the studio with me today. And they both happen to be just like me. Only in, well, one way that I can definitely think of. They are both single. Just like me. We are all single in this room. I wanted to have a singles roundtable because uh, sometimes all you single people out there listening, I know you can feel like you are the only one going through something. And, you know, single in a double world, it's all about people coupling up and going places together. And especially around the holidays, you know, you're getting all mopey and everything. Amber just made a face at that. This is Amber. Hello, my dear. Hello. You're representing the 20s. I am. The, the, the I'm 20, the baby of the group. You are the baby. And representing the 30s and the male contingent, Jason. Hey, Jason. Hey, how's everybody doing there? <laughs> Look at you. You're like, really? <laughs> Me and two women. <laughs> this is hilarious. <laughs> and then I am representing the 40s. Um you know, I wish, <laughs> look at me, I'm like, I really wish I wasn't representing the 40s <laughs> in a single capacity at this point, if I'm really honest and kind of bitter about it, but that's okay, <laughs> we can do it. Uh, so let's just start with that. Does it bother you that you're single, Amber? Um, you know, not really, just because, I don't know, I'm, I'm happy at the point in my life. I mean, if, if someone great came along, that, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the only time it really bothers me if there's, you know, a function going out with my friends and I know that everybody, cause all of my friends are married or have a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of difficult, but I mean, you know, they, it, I don't really dwell on it too much, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I mean, I'm okay. I guess I have mixed feelings, you know, about it, but yeah. Would you rather be dating someone right now? Um, I, I think so, but it, it, it would have to depend on the person, you know, I'm, I'm really picky and I'm set in my ways. So I'd have to have something like <laughs> I'm looking at like you're picky. I know some of the men you've dated, please. <laughs> Your standards Watch are not it. that <laughs> Actually I do have very high standards. <laughs> wow. No, no, no. Now in all fairness, in all fairness, we all learn lessons with everybody that we date. We try not to repeat past mistakes, so yeah, I know. You could glare back at me the same way. Are you kidding me? Yeah, right. <laughs> a whole bunch of skeletons in my closet. Jason, does it bother you that you're single? Not one bit. You know, I just have so much going on nowadays that having a partner or somebody to consider, you know, in my in in that factor of what I'm doing in a day just can't fit. You know, so it doesn't bother me one bit, you know, maybe twice a year. I can honestly say maybe two to five times a year I might say, oh, you know, it'd be great. But there's always (laughs) somebody, you know what I mean? Like, it's not like. I mean, I might be single, but it's not like I'm not dating or not having a good time. So, you know, no, I'm I'm loving it. I'm having a great time. Yeah, and does that carry over into your 30s from your 20s? Were you wanting to be attached or in a relationship in your 20s and now not in your 30s because you're more career-driven or what? Most definitely. Most definitely. When I was younger, well, you know, I think it was still – I was still dealing with the residue of what they teach you is that in your 20s you're supposed to graduate from college and you're supposed to get married and have a family. I think I was still dealing with that. You know, you know, more so than anything else. But, you know, yeah, definitely the more career driven that I got and the more I got into other things, I definitely started to forget about that aspect of life. And like I said, I have a lot of fun dating and this sounds crazy, but dating different people. You know, I'm not that guy sometimes who can really be into one person at a time, even when I'm kind of dating and I narrow it down. I usually only narrow it down to two or three. And that sounds I mean, I'm not trying to be. 
I'm not trying to sound like anything. I'm being honest. Like some okay, people, no. you know, some people you can hang out with and watch movies. Some people you can hang out with and do other things. So I, I don't try to narrow it down to one person that might do all those things. I just keep maybe two or three that I can sort of switch off. Like maybe this day I might want to see a movie. So I go hang out with her. Okay. So you bring something up because women might define there's a difference between uh, dating exclusively and then just maybe being somebody's friend or somebody that you hang out with. Do women sort of blur that line? No, you know, w- women, they, if, from my experience, they really want to lock you down. So they don't really, <laughs> they're not really trying to deal with. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. That, 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 being honest no, he's, you know, I, I mean, get where he's coming from. Most there. times, you know, if you, if you're talking to somebody, and you're being honest with them. Like if a girl said to me, you know, I really like you and I'd like you to be around more than, you know, anybody else, but I'm also seeing a couple other people. It might not bother me. You know, I, I, I have to be, I, I have to be honest. I just am in a different mode of life. And I think women tend to, I don't know what the reasons may be. We could all sit here and speculate, but they tend to like want it to be an exclusive thing. And that is, that, that's what, one of the things that doesn't really work for me right now. Okay. And they want it really fast. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking back to where do we get this from? I mean, and think about it. Your little girls and you're playing. What do we play? We play house. Right. Where, you know, the husband is off and you're there with the baby. Mm-hmm. You know, and how early do you start writing that cute boy's last name behind your first name? Like, it's it's in our heads, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the, and, the, and the doodling and the hearts and, the, and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> and, you know, the guy's job is uh, to act aloof. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, she likes me. Right. I mean, you guys don't start doodling your your name next to some girl's name. I think I did it maybe, once again, this is, I could probably count it on one hand. <laughs> I think in high school, I like maybe two girls. We used to make mixtapes for each other, which Ambrose makes fun of me because I love the mixtape. <laughs> but we used to make mixtapes, and I used to maybe for a second be like, oh, you know, I'm with this person. But, I mean, even, like I said, even then, I was even when I dated somebody in high school, I was always kind of looking at other people. Yeah. And do you think women go fast for a particular reason, Amber? Um, I don't know. I guess if you were older, I would say settling. You know, a lot of women settle. But I don't, I, I don't know. I guess it's just – things go so well that maybe you could see yourself with that person so then you mm-hmm. just but i don't know i mean we're just different <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i know and it drives men crazy yeah i don't i honestly i don't know where <laughs> i can't i can't remember where all of this began I, I remember one day waking up and just being like oh i like that girl and then it started down a path that it was supposed to go down and I don't know. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with where it is right now. I like when I like when people are single. It actually annoys me more so when people aren't right now. You know, it, whenever I go anywhere, I can't deal with all the people taking somebody to a place. I remember the good old days where me and four of my friends just went out for the dudes. We might hang out with four or five other girls, and that's how I went down for the night. That was the fun of it. Now people always take somebody somewhere. You know, it's just I don't know if it's the region or what. Well, I mean, they're out on a date. Of course you take someone somewhere. Do you mean like if, let's say, for example, you got a couple of your buddies and maybe, you know, one or two of them are married and you guys say, hey, we're all going to go and watch the game. Are you talking about them bringing the wife or the girlfriend to that that's supposed to be just a guy thing? No, I'm talking about any of it. Like, you know, I'm that dude. Like I said, like we go to Bravo Bravo. You know, most guys are thinking, you know, I can tell you what most guys are thinking. I'm going to get a girl. I'm going to spend a bunch of money, and I'll pretty much lock down my situation for the night 
because I've put myself in a situation through spending money and taking a girl to this really nice place and whatnot. And that's a different way of thinking, whereas I'm thinking, let's all go there and let's just grab some girls, dude, and hang out tonight and see what goes down. I'm thinking differently. I don't think of let's set up a situation where things can be this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to go down. I've spent money here. I just like to go out and have a good time, and that's part of, I think, being single. Everybody I know who's not single, they don't really do that. And then they and, and behind their and I'll go so far as to say behind their spouse's back, they talk about how they miss those things. You know, I, I work with tons of dudes who I, all they do yeah, is yeah. talk about how they miss what they used to do and they go home to their wives and they build boats. You know, they might like building boats, but they like doing other stuff, too. But they kind of conform to what they have to do in these relationships. And but that's can't. where relationships are wrong. You shouldn't have to change you as a person. You should still want to do what you do. Just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you can't go out with your friends. It doesn't mean you can't have your hobbies. And I think that's where a lot of relationships go wrong is people feel like you have to be locked down and have to be there seven days a week, 24 hours a day. And that's not the case. I don't want to see somebody that right. much. It's you not know, the boy. case. But when you become part of a team and you're part of this relationship, there are some things that do change. Let's, for example, if you're a big heavy drinker and you like to go out and hit the casinos and doing that, when you start having a wife or a serious relationship, you may have to change up going six nights a week out to the casino because she's like, hey, you know, what what about me? So as much as, you know, either a man or a woman says, oh, you don't have to change, the reality of the situation is some part is going to have to. For That's sure. when you when when two elements come together, they do meld and shift and move. So it's the same way with, with two people. But what I want to get at is why is there such fear attached to becoming not just dating, but now then fully becoming a relationship. You are boyfriend, girlfriend, you are husband and wife. What's that fear all about? Uh, being with one person for the rest of your life. I don't want to give up the freedom. I just don't want to, I don't like to, when you're in a relationship, you have to constantly, even if people say that this isn't the truth, you constantly have to be thinking about the other person. You know, whenever you, whatever it is you do, you know, whatever it is you do, you want to go to the store, you need to consider that, you know, and I just can't live like that right now. I can't. That's where my fear comes from is mm-hmm. I'm not ready to say, OK, well, I want to go ride my bikes with my friends. Do you want to go? And if you don't want to go, where do we go from there? Or, you know, I don't want to deal with that. I just uh. want to grab my bike and go ride with my friends. So you think you might have to change your plans just because she doesn't want to go along with whatever's going on at that moment. I just don't even want to go through the hassle of dealing with the argument or the discussion. I mean, like, I mean, it, it sounds bad, and maybe I'm tainted. I just, I, I've learned that there's never a good way out of a situation like that. Like, you can always try to compromise, but at least where I where I've been, somebody always ends up upset, you know. And I, especially in, with the way I live, where I like to just get up and do things. I don't like to plan a lot of stuff. I can plan like an event for a day. But mm-hmm. other than that, everything's got to fall in place. I can't say, okay, well, we're getting up and we're going to the market. Then we're going to do this. And then we're going to – I can't do that. Well, there are women out there that do live by the seat of their pants and are, you know, very, you know, free, fun-loving spirits. So it does happen. But as you have said, at this particular point in your life, you're not ready for that. Will there be a point? Do you see yourself somewhere down the line having uh, a, a relationship that is exclusive that may end in marriage? Yeah. At yeah. some point. Yeah. Okay. I would, I mean, you know, 
there's a lot that plays into that. You know, I'm one of those people who's got to be able to stand 100% on his own before I can get into a situation like that. And for me, that's a high standard for myself that I've set. So I could see myself, you know, maybe if the if everything, you know, all the stars aligned and I met that perfect girl who would let me sleep in when I wanted to and do whatever. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm, I would love for that to happen. But at the same time, if it doesn't, I'm perfectly fine with like, right. like I said, right. dating a different person every day. And Amber, you see that for yourself down the line? I do. Um, you know, I mean, that like, I guess it would just have to be the right person, you know. But um, you, if someone walked in tomorrow and you're like, oh, my God, I mean, would you get do you see yourself married in your 20s? Is that the nice, neat little package? No, no. You no. see it more in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I have to make sure that my career choices that, you know, everything lines out that way, that I'm happy in, in with myself in my career. Yeah. And then, you know, because I don't want to drag a relationship into it if I'm not completely happy. Yeah, I believe you have to be 100% happy with what your choices are, where you're at in your life before you can drag somebody else into it. Absolutely. And Jason, you brought up something. The men are the hunters and the gatherers, right? They're, and whether or not you ever you know, want a wife now or in the future or whatever, you do feel like I have to provide. And that means that I have to make sure that my, my career is solid. So as you just said, you're sort of saying the same thing. So maybe it's not just a male thing. But men do feel like right. they have to provide, protect. Is that true? Oh, most. You know, if, you know, every guy or, or women will say, no, that's not, you know, how it's supposed to be. But for sure, you know, every guy wants to come home and, you know, have everything taken care of. Of course. I mean, not necessarily for another person, but that's you want that for the person that you want to be with. And I can't I can't give that to them right now. You know what I mean? And until. I, I mean, I would, I can't even see the, the the trick to it is, is I say that I could see myself being in this relationship, but at the same time, the goals that I've set for myself are so high that I can't, I really can't see myself in reality. I mean, I would have to probably hit the lottery for like a hundred million dollars, really, for me to not a hundred, maybe ten million dollars. I would consider marrying somebody. <laughs> You know? What kind of no. woman are you going to be right. married? <laughs> well, you know, if I, I feel like I got $10 million, then, you know, every, a lot of relationships that, that I've been in before, finances always come into play. I have a lot of stuff that I want to buy, and I don't want anybody to buy it for me. And so, you know, it takes mm-hmm. a lot, and I got a lot of vacations that I still have to go on. <laughs> and, you know, don't give me that. Don't give me that. Um, you bring up the money aspect. Amber, does a man always have to pay for the date? No, not always. But not always, but, but it'd be nice once in a while but, for them to offer. It shouldn't always be one side. Now, you know, there was the collective scream from men out there going, once in a while, are you kidding? I offer every time. I always pay. Like, Women never pay. First, every first date that I've ever been on, I always reach for my wallet because it's just how, I don't know, I guess it's how I was raised. And I still offer, even though in my mind, I'm thinking, no, he should pay. Just because it's what? our first date and he asked me out. I don't know if I don't know. I don't know if, if I agree with that one. If you ask me out, if you know. ask me out, do you think, think we're gonna go have these? No. no. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think first date. I think that's I I think if I'm, I'm if a girl looks for me to pay, <laughs> I'm immediately like putting her in a different category. Like I'm, I'm expecting like, her no, to like you'd... come to the table until we decide what's going down. We're coming to the table fifty fifty. Like but a like second date, maybe. But like I just said, I don't look at you and be like, you're, you're paying. Like, yeah, here you go. 
Yeah, I mean, I like a second it, date. But, but in my mind, if he's like, yeah, sure, give me 20 nah, bucks, I'm like, ooh. No, nah, second date. Second date. If I, if I call you back, if we've gone out on our first date mm-hmm. and it went really well and we went Dutch, we both had an understanding that we, I just, we let each other know through at least what I see, we had make enough money that we can come to the table 50-50. So, therefore, the second date, if I call you back and I'm like, hey, I had a great time. I'll pick that. I don't mind picking that one up. And, I, and and to be real, I don't mind picking up all of them after that. But like the first one, no way. No way. There's so many <laughs> first so, ones. You know what, Jason? All the dating experts would just scream at that because they all say that the first date, the men should pay. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying that I fully believe in it. But for whatever reason, women even, they, they do get that thought in their head like, well, why wouldn't he pay for it? He asked me out. And then there's that whole thing, well, what if she asked him out? Then why isn't she picking up the bill? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always ask, and it's up to the guy. If he doesn't want to accept what I'm offering, then that's that's okay with him. Um, You know, what about if a woman, you, you're sitting there, Bill comes, Jason, and she's sort of going for her purse, but she looks at you first and says, oh, would you like me to pick up part of the bill? I think that would weird me out. I think it would weird me out if she asked me. If she asked, if she asked me, I think it would weird me out if if she said, do See, you I never want ask. To... I think I how think... I go about is if the bill's dropped and I'm on a first date, I usually just say, how much do I owe? And then it, I leave it up to the guy if he wants well, that's me. A, you know, see that? See, <laughs> how? Now how you're is, getting what's wrong into, with that? See, no. Okay, would you rather me sit there and not say anything and well, just be like, you know what? You got this? Okay, no, cool. I feel no, like I, I that's just putting me in a position. I think if you're asking, <laughs> that's putting me in a position. I think that but why, just though? take it upon. I'm, I'm willing. I just to, take it upon yourself. But I'm willing to give you money. So cash out. You know, I don't know. I'm just like, I'm being honest. Like I, feel, I, like I said, I just and then maybe this is why I'm single. I'm sure this is one of the many reasons why I'm single. But like, I, I, if a girl were to like just look at me like, you got this. Like, there's too many first dates. Maybe it's because of how right, how out there I am with it. You know what I mean? I don't. When I go on a date, it's not like every day. I mean, every month. I go on dates like three, four times a week. So if I picked up the first date every single time, I'd be broke. Every, you know what I mean? I'd be picking up four meals. Well, then for two stop people a week. dating a stable. Well, just pick like you gotta <laughs> you gotta figure it out, right? I mean, I feel like in order for me to be happy, she's gonna have to be the perfect one, and I haven't met that yet. So I keep trying it out and seeing okay. what happens and going for it. And, you got a point. Yeah, and I can't like I said, it's just financially, you know, and and maybe you know chivalry might be dead or whatnot, but you know I just feel like in this day and age, I think there's things that get that are said by you know statements like if a girl uh-huh. reaches in and grabs it i think that's telling me that she's willing to go half on whatever mm-hmm. whatever we're doing you know what i'm saying what whether it's big or small in the future she's willing yeah. to go halfsies because right off she's willing to go halfsies but i'm gonna let her know she doesn't have to all right so that's something that is that people always consider when they're dating and they get weirded out by paying and so uh, let's take a little walk down memory lane, and if you can think of your best and worst date and why it was. Now, while you're thinking, I'm going to tell you mine, and I'm going to tell you it was. The best date I ever had was a guy who came to the table with an idea when we sat down. And he looked at me, and we started talking a little, and he says, do you want to play the alphabet game? And I said, huh? I, and I love games. And I said, oh, sure. What is it? And he says, well, we start with the letter A, and, like, I'll say a word. I say airplane. 
and then you have to come up with a story about an airplane. It could be somewhere that you traveled. It could be a funny story that happened on an airplane one time. And then you go to B and you could say anything, ballerina. And maybe he's like, oh, my God, I, you know, my sister was a ballerina, you know, or something. And so it actually gives you a way to get to know the person um, and tell stories without sitting there trying to come up with stuff. And invariably, you know, if a few drinks are being had, by the time you get to S, you can guess which word is usually said. And, <laughs> and yes. Skittles. Oh, wait. When he got to M, M fell on him. And I thought, there is no way he is going to say the M word. And he said, marriage. And he looked at me and I went, um, I tried it once. <laughs> that, was, that was my answer to that. I was like, I can't even believe he said that word. I thought men break out in, in convulsions when they say the word marriage. Say it, Jason. Just say it. I'm going to watch you. <laughs> I, it, when, you said it, when you said it, I mean, it really did trigger in me. And now, you know, like that a dude would say that. You know what I mean? Like marriage. I mean, but. I, you know, I can I, marriage. I Look at he did. It. He said it. Say it. You know, I just can't. You know, do it. Do it. No way. <laughs> Maybe. You know. Yeah. No. So that was my favorite because he came to the table with something to do, and I it was I was in the right mood, and it clicked well. Worst date was the guy who took me to a subway. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Took me to subway, and I thought he was joking. Uh, because uh, I was in radio and he heard me talking about how I like sweet in- onion chicken teriyaki subway. And so when he asked me my date, he goes, yeah, meet me at subway. I go, huh? Subway? I go, oh, oh, you just heard me on the air. I go, oh, that's funny. Where do you want me to meet you? He goes, no, meet me at subway. <laughs> so I go to subway and I'm thinking, yeah, okay, it's going to be great subway and i'm like no keep a positive attitude and in walks this guy and i don't recognize him he doesn't look a thing like his picture on match.com and he walks right up to me and says do i look like my picture and i'm like no you do not let's go order so we go over to order and we're looking at the two dudes behind the counter and the guy glares at the two workers and he says she's with me yeah she's with me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the one guy can't handle it. He runs in the back in the cooler because he's laughing so hard. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. And I move down the little line. And the guy says, what can I get you? And over the top of my head, I hear my date say, she'll have a sweet chicken onion teriyaki. <laughs> and I'm like, he did not just order for me at Subway. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. And he ended up just being odd. I mean, his first statement to me when we sat down to eat was, I've been electrocuted. Wow. Oh, that's a good opener. Wow. And, <laughs> to go. And, and I was thinking, oh, that explains a lot. Wow. And that sounds more like the best wow. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then he also had, at the very end, he says, I have something for you. And I'm thinking, oh, just don't let it be a gun. And um, so he pulls out from behind, like, his jacket in his back. And he goes, Here. And he pulls out half of one sleeve of Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies, twisted off. No and he goes, these are for you. They just came out of the freezer. And on my bio at the station, it said that I liked Thin Mint Girl Scout cookies out of the freezer. Wait, wait, wait. No kidding. Right? Half, even not even a whole sleeve. I got half a sleeve. <laughs> you need to get a fresh package. I know. Wow. And he, he goes, aren't you going to have any? Wow. I'm like, no, no, I'm full. And I ran wow. to my car. So that. There you go. There's yeah, you you have some 
I know. Doozies. Weird. You know, doozies. but if you'd have stayed, you Listen. know, I don't know, man. That's Maybe you would have got a full sleeve. That was day number two. Maybe that was his test. You yeah, know what Maybe, I'm saying? Oh, Maybe day number two would have been a full package of Samoa. That's what I'm you saying. Know, like, yeah. no, that was no. his test. He was like, how is she going to deal with me giving her the absolute <laughs> minimum that you can give somebody on a date. So Next time it would have been Quiznos. Woo, stepping you know, up in stepping the world. Totally at, least, at least they, you know, he didn't take a bite out of anyone. Wow. You know, like, that we know of. I just threw him out. Right. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. So, Amber, best and worst. Oh, gosh. And it I doesn't even have to be a full date. It can be anything that happened on that date that you, you liked. You know. I don't know. This is, this is actually really tough, and I've actually tried to sit here and think about it, and it's really hard. I, I for sure can know of the worst date ever, so we'll start with that until I really process a good date. Um, probably the worst date I've ever had was my friend set me up with this guy, and, and I thought he was cute. I met him a couple times, and we go out to dinner, and the conversation was kind of awkward because I'm outgoing, and I like to be with people that are outgoing uh-huh. and have a personality where he was kind of dull. Yeah. And so after dinner, we go see a movie and he's like, oh, he's like, you know, what do you want to go see? And I'm like, I don't care. And he ended up picking out <laughs> Monster, which was with Charlize Oh, Theron. that's a heavy and movie. Nice. So I've never, I've like I said, I don't <laughs> nice. know this guy whatsoever. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, like maybe it's like a thriller. Like I'm into this movie until she starts getting, you know, like raped and all this like sexual scenes are going oh, on. My and I'm gosh. like, really? And I don't get embarrassed, but I was, I felt really awkward. Like I'm sitting there sweating in my seat, you know, and I can see him <laughs> staring at me and I'm like, this really puts me in a weird position. Like I feel really awkward. Like I shouldn't be sitting here on a date, a first date, date. with a guy yeah. with this movie on. No, and so, no. you know, afterwards he was like, well, what did you think of the movie? And I'm like, oh, that was a little strange. Like I, I liked it, but not with him. <laughs> yeah. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I kept looking at you to make sure, you know, to see how you were reacting. So he was testing you. And then I'm just like, oh, why are you looking at me? Like, you know, I like, was yeah. How is a woman going to react when she's watching a rape scene uh, on a first date? I mean, mm. that's not exactly, you know, you don't yeah. look for a woman's reaction out of that. So, that's bad. I mean, I definitely, yeah. I definitely agree. That was a poor choice of film. But I mean, that's a conversation <laughs> starter for afterward. I mean, you could definitely yeah, talk like, about that one. That's a crazy scene. You know? Uh, hey. All right. So that the good one, something good that someone did. You know, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the guys that I've dated were really creative, and uh, I don't know. I guess, um, I guess I would say Mike the cop. He was yeah. he was good. Um, our first date, you know, we both had that. Well, I have something to do, so you know, like you know, later on, so we'll meet up, we'll have a couple drinks. Like we both already put it out there that you know we had plans. Yeah. And then we ended up just like hanging out and talking until you know the bar closed, and then. You know, I'm, like, cheesy like this, and I'm a dork, I'll admit it. And so when we walked outside, it started snowing, and we were the only cars <laughs> in the parking lot. <laughs> and it was Justin and I. That's beautiful. You know, it was just like, it was cute, you know? He, like, gave me this big hug and told me he wanted to see me again. And then, you know, I thought that was pretty Aww, cool. You know, that's I, sweet. I could be, a, a, you know, even though I try to stay, you know, this hard, <laughs> you know, girl, girl, like, I'm a you know, I'm a soft yeah, girl. Yeah, I'm yeah. Romantic right. a little bit, All right, so. Smarty over there oh making faces. <laughs> best and worst and why? You know, can can a best date, can it be like, okay, I was dating this person. We'd been dating for maybe a month, but we weren't in a relationship. So we went on a weekend. Does that count as a date? Okay, dude, if you have been dating for that long, you're in a relationship. A I month? hate to inform you. A month? Yes. No way. Yeah, you're in a relationship. It's a loose relationship, but it's still a relationship. A month? I I'm sorry like to that. inform you. Wow. Well, that one that one goes out the window. I really can't. I really can't remember something. Not, how about something nice I that mean, you went? Oh, that was cool that she did that. You know, it's gonna sound bad, but anytime I, it was a good date, I got a gift. 
so anytime I got a gift right off, that would probably, I can't, I mean, I can tell you worst dates are pretty much like any date where we're talking about kids within an hour or, or future plans. That's what I run into nowadays Ooh. is nowadays right off. People are trying to figure out your future plans. Like, look, I don't even know what's going on next week. So those are all worst <laughs> dates. I don't know. Worst dates. You know, I mean, I've had some stock, you know, I tell you, okay, well, that's that wasn't really a date. You know, like I said, I've, I'm, I'm really, I'm damaged goods. Here. You, you know what? You're just a very, it's interesting to talk to you because you do have a different take on dating, but yet you are honest about where you are in your life. And sometimes women, let's be honest, and some men, when someone tells you something, it goes in one ear and out the other. And we think, oh, I can, I can just really? hang in there women and, really think and that then way? he'll change. <laughs> He'll change or she'll change, you know, and we aren't really paying attention to what the person is saying to us. They're both going, uh-huh, I have, uh-huh, yeah, I know that, I know that. So um, we talked briefly about this, and we're going to sort of bring this in because I do believe, because this is what I get a lot. I can't believe you're single. What's wrong with you? Yeah. And I'm like, why does there have to be something wrong with mm-hmm. me? Because that's, that's everybody's immediate reaction. Why are you still single? Not mine. Like, you know, I get a lot of heat sometimes from, like, not my friends. My friends, like, you know, and going back to what Jason said, you know, he has friends that behind his their spouse's back will say, oh, like, my friends tell me all the time, like, be glad you're single. They're like, there's some times where I miss going out and having the freedom. And that's and that's the hardest thing is I, I do like being able to come and go as I please. You know what I mean? Like, having my dog is, is a big commitment to me. Like, making, you know, it's just I, I like that coming is, and going. And so, you know. Is that cynical, though? Why does marriage have to be this horrible thing? You know what? I think it's just society. It's how marriage is looked at now. You know, like my parents have been married for 40 years, and it hasn't been easy. It's been, you know, I remember growing up and, you know, seeing fights and stuff when they didn't always get along. But, you know, my mom loves him more now than ever. But marriage isn't, isn't you know, sacred anymore. Like people automatically in the back of their minds are thinking if it doesn't work out, I can get divorced or I can, you know, get it annulled or whatnot. And, and people yeah. just don't value marriage anymore. So That's I think sad. I've been around a lot of people who are unhappy in their marriages. So it makes me look at marriage like, mm, you know, like, do I want to go through with this? Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't want to get mm-hmm. married and then turn around and have to get divorced. I, I just, you know, the whole thing with marriage for me is I understand that it's the legality of it and the, the finalization, but I just, if I feel like if I love somebody, I could just be with them. You know what I mean? If they want to get married, then I'd build that into something. But I really feel like I just could just be with somebody. I think all mm-hmm. these old timey sort of ways of thinking are still kind of like I said, the residue of, you know, our parents grew up and they said, well, before you have sex, you know, you need to be married. And all these things still are sort of still sticking to be true, but they're not real ways of thinking in today's day and age. You know, before people worked nine to fives, you know, and, and had a different way of thinking. Now that we all work different shifts, we have to make it work. And I think that it, it, that's where it comes from is just people not – not able to let go of past thoughts like mm-hmm. look i do love you you know like i could say that a million times to somebody but they won't believe me until i marry them yeah and that's crazy to me that mm-hmm. the words that are coming out of and my actions mean absolutely nothing but until we sign that piece of paper and make it legal in somebody else's eyes mm-hmm. then it's then it's means something and that's where it kind of pushes me away from all of this hmm. because it doesn't feel like it's about us or about how we feel or it's more about 
show about perception. Yeah, right? like and, oh look, well, now, now we have funny, of but, but Sex in the City. Do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. The first movie, like even though it's a movie, but that's what happened with Big and Carrie. Is you know it was she. They wanted something simple, like with ten people at the courthouse, and that's it. But then it turned into something big, and then he got freaked out, and then they ended up not getting married until like later on. But it's just yeah. because everybody wants that, you know, twenty thousand dollar wedding, and then it puts so much pressure that they just can't oh. be. Oh, I know. You know. I'm. I mean, I'm the only one in the room here who's been married, mm-hmm. and I got married in my thirties, and it was a. I want to do this. I want to do this. I was 32. I hadn't been married. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The world's going to explode if I don't get married. And what happened is I married a man that I should have just been friends with. Should have just stayed friends and and been great. But we both got caught up in all of it and got married. It ended up in a divorce because we shouldn't have been married in the first place. And it's a lesson learned, but it hasn't deterred me away from marriage at all. I actually find dating (laughs) and being single more challenging for me Uh, because when people ask that question, what's wrong with you? And and so many people say that you start thinking that there really is something wrong with you and that you're not okay who you are and where you are right at the moment. And you were saying, Jason said, I'm okay in, you know, with who I am at this moment being right here. It's when we start believing all this other hype out there, you know, Hey Lisa, you're 44 you're divorced, and you have no children. What's wrong with you? Why does there have to be something wrong with me? You know, and and you start feeding into it, and your brain starts going, and you're thinking, oh my God, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? And, I, and I'm not free of guilt here. I do have a really bad habit of going into what I call flight mode, and that is if someone is absolutely fabulous to me, I get scared to death, and I want to run. And that sounds really stupid and idiotic, but I have systematically over the years chosen men who were no good for me. And I knew it the minute I met them, but boy, I'm going to go ahead and date them anyways. Why? Because secretly I knew the outcome. So there were no surprises. I know he's going to be a bleepity bleep bleep. And sooner or later, he's going to crack my heart open. And then I'm going to go, oh, see, I knew it all along. And then voila, victory me, right? You're setting up to fail. Setting, setting myself up to fail by choosing that. Most recently started, uh, I've been out in two dates with this person. He is emotionally, psychologically, physically available. And he is a good person. He's charming. He's um, you know, pulls out chairs, opens doors, has has been very good about being a great guy. And I'm going into flight mode and it bothers me. So I know that, you know, I, I sound like an addict because it does feel like it. It feels like I don't know how to change this behavior and I want to change it. And I guess, you know, they say that's the first step is recognizing that you have this. So that's my thing. I go into flight mode. Do you guys have a sort of thing that's somewhat of an addiction to you when it comes to relationships? Uh, I don't know. I guess I, I have poor choice in men. <laughs> but there, there's got to be a type of man. There's got to be a type of man because I choose. Workaholics. You choose. But, I, but no, I can't even say that because I'm a workaholic. I work seven days a week. So I don't know. Um, I don't know. Because mine, the one that I chose were always the one was that little tinge of danger, that bad boy thing going on. You know? you know, I was into the bad boys when I lived in Vegas. But, <laughs> Isn't that all uh, that's out there? <laughs> right. Um, all know. right. So workaholic. We'll go with that. We'll go with that for now. For now. Yeah, for now. Does that okay. make sense? Jason? 
I tend, I mean, for lack of a better phrase, yeah, I tend to like them a little bit, a little bit nutty. I like them a little bit crazy. I like not not crazy, but I, I like it when there's, you know, they take creativity. You know, I'm an artist, so when they take creativity a little bit too far, I kind of get into that. You know what I mean? And like when women are possessive, like you know, it's it's kind of crazy to me. If I'm into it, I'm into it. If I'm not, I'm not. But if I'm into, I don't know. So I, there's I just a little like bit of a double standard. If you like the girl, then the possessiveness sure. is okay. For sure. If you're not into her and she's possessive, then you're like. Then I'm out. Then, then I'm you're out. out. Yeah, I can't. I can't deal with that. Like that's that will end a, a conversation quicker than anything. You can ask Amber. <laughs> Anybody who asked me why or what did you do or what was the reason you did this, I'm done. Literally, I'm done. I will probably never talk to you again. Like I can really? hang up. The, I cannot stand. When people question me, especially like relationship type ships, relationship type situations, when people question you or ask you a question about something that you maybe clearly did because you're smart enough to have done it, but they ask you anyway, did you do it? I, I, that will, I'm done. I'm you mean done. the exam, like ask you, did you do it? Like what? Like a chore? You mean? And, like well, that? anything, anything. Like oh, somebody will say, uh, well, why did you put, why didn't you put your car in the garage and you know you left it out and it got snowed in? Well, in my mind, I'm thinking. Well, clearly I didn't put it in the garage for a reason. So why are you asking me? You know, like you should know me well enough to not question that I would not do something. Oh, uh, see, that's falling into a trap there, though, is that you should, that you shoulds. Well, you I, should I, know me well enough and all that. Well, obviously they don't or they wouldn't be asking that. And that's when I'm, I, and that's when I start getting, that's, it, that makes me even matter because I'm like, <laughs> you should know. You know, and people say, well, how am I supposed to know? And I'll say, well, I told you. And they'll say, no, you didn't. And I'll say, yeah. And I, I have this uncanny ability to, account when i said something how i said it what time of day and i can once again amber and i you know we work together she's a victim of it all the time i'll say no tuesday at 3 30 i said i don't want to go to subway this week so why are you asking me friday so wait a second is this true does he have this photographic memory does he just always like to be right no he just likes to be right all the time you know i don't it's not that i don't I, it's not that, who, who doesn't want to be right I mean, let's be honest. Right, he doesn't want to drive. You take it a little too far. Though. I think that no, I think that I just I'm very <laughs> confident in what I do and things. And when people question that, I just I'm, I can't deal with it. And I, and like I said, it's not right off. You know, if I if you don't know me, you know, we just met, we're hanging out. That's one thing. Okay. But if we've been talking for a week, and you ask me, do I want to go get a steak? You don't. You know, really, I'm a vegetarian. You didn't. You know, a week went by. I, I can't talk to you anymore. Do you leave room for people making mistakes? I just um, made a mistake. Would depend on the time, the mood, oh, and the mistake. Look would, at that. But you know, like sometimes it's so <laughs> small that that annoys me even more. You know, I'm like, really, really for real. So I just, like I said, I don't know. I'm really weird about that. All right, Amber, as we're closing up here, any advice that you have for men <laughs> in dealing with women in dating and/or relationships? Yeah. <laughs> any advice that you have for men? Uh, Give me some advice, Amber. <laughs> Don't you intimidate her. You oh, sit her looking like, you know, I, don't, I don't know. I guess, you know, have a little bit of patience, you know? I, I really think that if you're just patient, you know, you'll see that women aren't that crazy or that bad. <laughs> I think know? that's a good one. You know, I think just, just be a little patient. I like that. That's you good. Know? Jason, advice for women. Hey, you know, the, the funny thing is I'm going to say the same thing. All but, right. but I mean it in a completely different way. <laughs> Just relax. You know what I mean? Like get to know me. Don't worry about how much I make or where this is going 
next week or you know let's just relax women I, I all the women i meet like i said maybe it's my age and i'm pretty sure that's got a lot to do with it they don't relax they come in and they're ready to do battle you know what i mean <laughs> they're ready to figure it all out right then you know are we are you the one for me because i gotta know right now because i'm moving on if you're not just relax Take your time. You know what? I think that's very, it's excellent advice from both of you. And it's so funny that it's sort of the same thing, but in a different context. Mm -hmm. So, well, uh, Jason and Amber, thanks a lot for (laughs) talking over. We've been jabbering for over a half hour, I'm pretty sure. But you know what? I hope that, you know, as you're listening to this, there's been something that you could take out of it that helps you with your own life, your own relationship. And I wish you nothing but the best, much love love to you and any uh, relationship that you happen to be in or you may get in. Thanks everyone for choosing to be positive now.